Unfiltered, unapologetic, un-American. Welcome to the Un-American Football Show. We're bare bones tonight and you're left with the Thanksgiving boys. It's myself and it's Ryan. Ryan, how you doing, mate? Doing pretty good. I like that name, Thanksgiving yeah, boys. Yeah, well, That's, uh... you don't normally think of the Cowboys too fondly. So now we've got a little, uh, you know, little crew, side crew going. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we've got the, the Lions and the Cowboys on the podcast and on Sunday. And on Sunday. On oh, Sunday. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've definitely got to talk. Yeah, as if it'd be on prime time. <laughs> well, to us it does. <laughs> uh, to a neutral, I'm not so sure, but we will definitely talk about that game later on. Um, we're both, just the two of us today. I hope you got a drink because yep. I can already feel my voice going a bit hoarse already. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll keep. Uh, well, no, I'm not. I was about to say. <laughs> I was about to say lubed up, but that was the wrong, well, was the wrong like. word entirely. <laughs> All right, well, um, uh, should we crack on with the news? Before we do news, I was just going to ask you. Um, you know, it's been bye week for the Lions, just gone in week six. Just wanted to know yeah, on that's... your approach to bye weeks. What do you uh, do? You, do you turn into a casual fan? Do you focus a bit more on your fantasy leagues? Uh, how do you plan? Uh, well, the first step is forgetting everything <laughs> prior to the bye week, unless we've had a successful season to that point, which is right, never. So, so, so forgetting everything, right? Forgetting everything prior to that week. Um, yeah, and then it's kind of just yeah, fantasy. Um, it's nice to enjoy. I don't know about other other fans of other teams that are more successful, but it's nice to enjoy a week of NFL where I don't have to burden the. The incoming loss of a of, of a lion's disappointing performance. So, yeah, it's it's um, and it was a pretty interesting week as well. It was, it was. And week six very early, of course, for a bye week. So it's almost like yeah. I know we've had you know a month and a half of football back in our lives, so we probably quenched thirst a bit. But I kind of I'm much happier with a bye week, sort of like week twelve, thirteen, fourteen, because by that point you're either probably checked out. Or you just need a little bit of a break because if you, if your team's in contention by week 12, 13, 14 onwards, you're probably starting to think, oh boy, this could be and this could be our year. This could be a lot of hours, a lot of late nights in prime time uh, in the playoffs. So oh, yeah. I mean, that, again, doesn't happen to me. I only have to have one late night per season <laughs> maximum uh, in the playoffs. So yeah, I, I, it's just interesting to see different people's take on bye weeks. I, I probably same as you. Yeah. Turn a bit casual. I mean, try and drop some fancy trades for, for the team itself. Yeah, for the team itself, it's kind of come at a good time because they were getting a bit banged up massively um, all over the shop. So, um, yeah, it was kind of timed well in that regard. But uh, yeah, as, as a fan though, it's um, yeah, it's nice to just be able to watch some games without the pressure of are we winning, are we losing, and I could just stick red zone on and just kind of chill out. For yeah, evening. yeah, it's nice. Oh, I'd say let's move on to the news then, Ryan. What we got? Absolutely. Um, so just some little snippets, little news and notes from the week prior and this week so far. Uh, so the first one was Russell Wilson injuring his hamstring on Monday Night Football. Uh, Monday, Monday just gone. Um, initially, I kind of actually believed it might have been an excuse, but it seems that he's had an MRI on it. So right. um seems there is some genuine uh, um, injury there. Um Hackett hasn't announced whether um, he'll be starting or seeing. I'd, I'd, I'd assume he'd be starting. Who who is actually backing up Wilson in um, uh, Denver? Rippin. 
I don't even. Is that his name? Who? Exactly. I've got a feeling he is a uh, <laughs> a rookie. Oh, I can hear you typing away frantically. I'm typing away frantically. Oh, yeah. Let's just have a quick look. Uh, we won't spend too much time here, but let's. Uh, Who's going to get there first? Let's have a quick. Yeah, Brett Rippin. That's R Y E I E N. They have no third stringer, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, he well. is. Oh, he has a QBR of 1.4, which is 0.4 better than Cooper Rush in the first half against the Eagles this past weekend. Um, there we have it. Massive. Uh, oh, two attempts in his career against the Chargers. See, we don't mess around on this podcast. No. We'll, we'll tell you about everyone and anyone. Exactly. Um, um, all, I, all I say is that Brett Rip in. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's... <laughs> I just clicked on the I just clicked it's, on news from the, the ESPN page, which I've stumbled across his name on. And it says Jalen Hurts, Trey Lance, or Brett Rippon for MVP. That's enough ESPN for one day, I think. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Robbie Anderson. Or was it? it used to be Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson yeah. uh, was traded to the Cardinals after having a bit of a hissy fit on the sidelines uh, on Sunday against the Rams. Um, did you see any of that? We got I didn't out. see it. I've read about it. Um, I mean, he's yeah, he's an interesting quick. character, right? Yeah, that you could put it that way. Yeah, um, he seems to have a lot of character problems. I know Jets fans have said the same thing. Um, so yeah, the Cardinals decided to add to their problems by trading for Roby Anderson. Um, I kind of get it. I don't just because think... Hollywood Browns now just before we join start recording actually announced he's going to be out at least a month with the injury he got on the weekend. So, but they are getting. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins about this weekend as well. So, yeah, I mean Anderson, yeah, he's he's a good deep threat, but that's it for the character issues. They're getting yeah. older. I mean they've they've got they seem to have enough issues already. Card the card was like on the kind of off the field. There's obviously some kind of dissension there. It feels like um, so. Yeah, we'll see how that. Yeah, probably out. should have prioritized the um, O line before more receivers. But there you go. Yeah. Um, Staying in Carolina, uh, they are potentially seeking a trade for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, a couple of names I've heard at the front of that have been the Rams and the Niners. Surprisingly, the Niners. Um, or maybe not so surprisingly. I mean, I guess they are very run-oriented, but they're kind of sport for running backs there as well. Right. Um, any ideas where you think he may end up? Uh, I think he's probably slightly um, damaged goods is the phrase that keeps coming to my mind but it's not really the phrase I want to say his reputation is a little bit tarnished I think by his extensive injury history over the last few years so I think if yeah. he gets traded it could be for not a lot I haven't given it any thought at all um, so let me think about it for 30 seconds and I'll, t- I'll tell yeah, you who um, I think is a good candidate I don't I'll, think the Rams is a good candidate. Who's the other one you said? Uh, the Rams were another one, uh, which would make sense. The Rams would make sense, but they have enough, you know, injury stuff going on normally. Um, uh, Lancer Falcons would be an interesting one. Yeah. But it just feels like yeah. the wrong time for them. Like, I don't know why they'd invest in a player like yeah, CMC. 
Trying to think off the top of my head. Who... I mean, the problem is there's so few teams that like feel like they're at the front running this season. That yeah, there's only three good teams, and the re- then there's a few that are like, are they good? And then the rest is just shit. <laughs> but but have so it's a, like have who a... who's going to be that one team that can make them the move to to push them? It's a long. But it feels like they all kind of suck. <laughs> it's a long term contract he's on, right? In Carolina. Yeah, which is as we're learning, don't sign your running backs to long term contracts. Yeah. It's um, not advisable. I mean, Miami Dolphins, because who could, they, who, could yeah. who needs less running backs? Just get more. Just if you have all the running backs in the league, then you know. Tell you what, you're golden. On that slip, my mind completely. I could really use a running back, uh, Baltimore. That is true. They're running. Their running back is also their quarterback. <laughs> what happened to Jackie Dobbins? I've probably not watched enough Ravens games all the way through. He just sort of he came um, back, he had a big week, and then he's had a couple of down weeks. Just not getting the work. Yeah, he's also one that seems to be banged up quite a fair bit as well. It was um, ACL, wasn't it? The Ravens. I mean, not to get too far off off topic, but yeah, the, the Ravens seem to be banged up often mm-hmm. again. So match made um, in heaven. But. Yeah, Carolina was apparently seeking a first for Christian, which is bizarre. There's no way anyone trades a first for Christian McCaffrey. As good as he is, it's just running backs are a dime a dozen these days. Um, he may be head and shoulders above that, obviously, but you, you can... Oh. For for one Christian McCaffrey, you can get three half-decent running backs in former committee, as we've seen well across the league. Yeah, absolutely. Um Carson Wentz suffered a fractured finger. Oh, sorry, before you go um, on to that. Um, yeah, yeah. Cardinals sorry. actually is one that, you know, they're struggling with. They seem to be keep going more. Yeah. They keep trying to go more all in without building around the probably necessary pieces. That's a team where I think he could actually really improve them quite quickly. But sorry, carry on. Carson Wentz. Oh, absolutely. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Carson Wentz suffered a fractured finger in that horrible game, which we'll get to later. Um, probably. F- I don't know. I don't know. If I can't. If he said about about a month, um, so we've got Ty- Taylor Henneke, uh to start going forward, which is probably an upgrade. Let's be honest. Um, I don't know. I think he was pretty <laughs> poor last year. He was what seven and eight, wasn't it? I think it's his win loss record. I'm sure I saw that somewhere. Um, I don't think there was. I, I, I really need to write these things down on the notes. Um, yeah, anyway, he's, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he could be a... He's a decent backup. upgrade over Wentz at this point. He's a decent backup, but you don't want to be rolling with him for too long, probably. Yeah. Um, and then some more spicier news. Um, Dan Snyder and Jim Irsay and several owners have been getting a bit scrappy in the news, um, firing verbal shots back and forth at one another. Uh, Jerry Jones also included in there as well. Um, for bringing his name up, given he's your favourite. Absolutely. <laughs> Any thoughts on on that? Whether well, Dan Snyder would actually be forced to sell the team? I probably don't have the history, and I've probably not read enough into the allegations and obviously know that he's a bad dude. Um, I think anyone who's remotely fan of the NFL knows that. Uh I don't really know what the precedent is, I guess. Um, so, as far as I'm aware, Dan Snyder basically came out and said, I've got dirt on pretty much every single owner in the league. Which I don't feel is a hard achievement, really. No. <laughs> That's the, 
Um, and then Jim Irsay basically came back out and said, oh, he can find Darmy to the cows come home. Something along those lines. Jerry Jones then threw a hissy fit um, over it. And also apparently something to do with Roger Goodell. So it's, it's been a weird week for the owners, basically. They're all getting a little bit... Oh yeah, Robert Kraft got married. That's weird. To, to a 40-something-year-old. Might be true, though. So, yeah. Strange, strange old week for the owners. I don't um, know how old well Robert Kraft of, is. I assume that's why it's weird. Uh, he is 81. Oh, he I looks very good for 81. Yeah. I'll give him that. If I look, if I look like that when I'm 71, I'll take it. <laughs> what about like, even a 51? 61? 51's not that far off, so let's, let's move on. <laughs> That's my point up. Um, Speaking of 51. And then... <laughs> uh, and then another slightly uh, weird one. Tom Brady basically came out and admitted that, yes, he is struggling in his personal life and that he's basically a war junkie. Um, basically said he enjoys the sort of military, militaristic discipline way of the NFL. Um, so he's thrown away his uh, supermodel wife and his kids for getting f- fucked up by uh, defenders every week because their own line is shit. It is pretty bad. Strange old one. Um, it is odd. I guess, you know, he's been in these sort of systems for such a long time. In a way, I probably... It's probably sort of a bit of a strange thing around if you don't take the time off. You could be, become very sort of like part of the system. You know, almost a bit like the people that are in like prisons, for example. If that's like their yeah. way of life. You know, 365 days a year. Maybe not 365 for Tom, but if I can call you that, Tom. Uh, Mr. Brady. I, I can imagine that people, if they don't necessarily take the break, they do sort of become almost like a little bit addicted to the system. Hopefully they can all sort of like patch it up and he realises that, you know, it's time to hang it up and, you know. I'm not a Tom Brady Brady fan, really. Um, No, no. I I, I appreciate his achievements and things that he's done for the game and whatever. But, yeah, you know, I I don't necessarily want his whole family to be destroyed (laughs) as as a result. No. I mean, yeah, I'm not, not wishing any, anything bad on him, but he does seem to be uh, handling it pretty poorly, uh, to say the least. Um, but I mean, if he does enjoy what, as you as you refer to, what is basically prison, he could easily go to the Raiders or the Browns. That that would fit his uh, needs, I'm sure. Potentially, potentially. All right, thanks, Ryan. Um, yeah, to say a lot, no a lot of news. Um, I was going to go back on the Russell Wilson thing, but before we just talk about it when we get to the game. If we get to the game. Yeah. Uh, oh, week in 60 seconds. It's the week in 60 seconds. It's my turn. First, I managed to dodge this for the first five weeks of the season. So, you have, uh, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately for me, I with only two of us here, someone had to put their hand up. And in fact, I didn't even put my hand up for it. It was just sort of left to me. So, let's give it a go. Do you want me to time you? Or are you time yourself? Um... I don't know. I feel like I'm, as sort of hosting, I'm the police. So who's going to police the police? I'm just going to. I'm just going to. I'm just going to roll with it. Fair enough. Go for it. The piss of misery that is Thursday night football rolled into the windy city this week. I don't know if it was windy, but there was certainly a bit of follow through. The commanders won, by the way. 
Sunday was full of upsets, where teams I thought were quite good, like the Niners and the Buccaneers, lost to teams I thought were dreadful, like the Falcons and Steelers, respectively. The Panthers still lost, though, so some things remain normal in life, thank God. The Chiefs and Bills battled it out in the marquee game of the weekend. What it lost in points, it made up for in drama, as the Bills won by four. The Vikings and Giants keep winning, the latter clipping the wings of the Ravens, no less. The Jets are cruising now, as they just beat the Packers, and the Bengals look more like their old self at the Superdome. The Eagles remain unbeaten, even if it was a little bit unconvincing, and the Broncos and Chargers brought the week to a late end after a botched punt return gifted the points to the Chargers in overtime. And that was the week in 60 seconds. It's weird to hear that the Jets are cruising. It is. It's so weird, <laughs> rather than crashing. Didn't I, I think it was it before the season or week one, basically said they're not even getting off the ground. Now they're cruising. They are. Well, I wasn't going to start on this game, but since we're talking about it, um, and actually I'll give a shout out to Nate on this one. On our yearbook episode, he said, I reckon the Jets aren't going to be dreadful, which was very non-committal about how good he thought they were going to be. But uh, yeah, massive win for them at Lambeau, 27-10. Packers now reeling back-to-back losses against both teams in New York. That is disgusting. Um, or maybe not quite as disgusting as it normally would be uh, this year, but still pretty grim. Uh, but 27-10, that's not just a beating, that's an absolute humping, right? Absolutely. Um, and the weird thing uh, is is that they did it with uh, Zach Wilson only completing 10 passes. I didn't actually realise yeah, like, that. We, we, <laughs> yeah, I looked at the, it's the, probably the, for the, the box score. And, um, um, yeah, he was he was too busy guarding you enough running down the field the whole game. Um so um, yeah, he only completed ten passes, which was um when you look at the, the score line you'd think it would be more than that, but it was just all Brees Hall on the defense. Uh, basically Hall had hundred and sixteen yards, twenty carries in a TD. Brees Hall has officially arrived now. I say it's um safe to say, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't have the defensive stats up in front of me, but I watched the highlights back, and they, um, yeah, they had pressure on Rogers all game long. Um, I think they had anywhere like about three or four sacks on him. Um, they were just in his face the whole time. The coverage was pretty tight throughout the game as well, which perhaps isn't too hard because these receivers have just been terrible. Um, they're just dropping balls left, right, front, and center. Uh, well, the Rogers isn't helping them. I mean, there was a lot of underthrown and overthrown balls as well. Um and they're still not utilizing either Dylan or Jones properly. Despite the issues of the passing game, they seem to just not want to commit to running the ball, which you'd think would be the safer option. So um yeah, no Jets looking pretty good. Um and the Packers are looking not very good at all. Slight correction I'm afraid on your Zach Wilson stat he completed 10, 10 of eighteen. Um but it's still not many. To complete 10 in an no. entire game. For, 10 for 110. No touchdowns, no. For a game with that scoreline, you'd think, oh, well, you know, Zach Wilson must have played really well. And then you look at it and think, yeah, well, he didn't do very much at all. Defensive touchdown from memory in this one? Uh, I think there was a special teams I'm touchdown. Special teams. Um, yeah, okay. There was a, I think they had uh, two punt yes, blocks, one of which was returned for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. There's also a really nice um, end around. Uh, perhaps in Barrios with a rush. Um, yes, and actually, you mentioned about Brees Hall being finally here. 
he had an amazing run, um, which led to the touchdown as well. So yeah, if, if you're a Jets fan, you've probably not felt like this for a really, really long time. Um, one one yeah. stat I had, did hear prior to this game, and actually still rings true, every game this season, Alan Lazard has either had 100 yards or a touchdown. So uh, I just thought it was an interesting interesting set because everyone sort of goes, oh yeah, this wide receiver group's not doing a lot for Green Bay. Well, actually, um, Alan Lazard is probably putting up his end of the bargain. Uh, let's stick with the upsets here because I'm still putting that down as an upset. I think if people expect Absolutely. the Packers to win, even if they're not necessarily yeah. at their best. Uh, Buccaneers at Steelers, I could not believe this one <laughs> at all. Uh, I had money on this one. Um, this was like one of my safety valves <laughs> for, uh, for some gambling <laughs> on Sunday. There's no way the Pittsburgh Steelers, who last week, end of last week, I had as the worst team in football beating the Buccaneers and all the talent they have. What did you think of this yeah, one, a weird, weird game. It was a weird game, and the highlights I saw it was kind of a, a bit of an ugly game. It wasn't massively entertaining. Um, the result was entertaining, but the actual play was pretty yeah. average. Um, but Kenny Pickett uh, was actually pretty good to start with before the concussion that knocked him out. He was... Um, I, can't, I need to stats up in front of me now, but he was really efficient with the ball. Um, only short passes, mostly. Um, like short underneath screen passes, but I think they were keeping the game plan simple to to try and get him into a, a, a routine bit of momentum going. 11 of 18. Um, so 11 did... of 18 for 67 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, what's he in his like, second start? Yeah. I think. So that's not a bad stat line to start with. And obviously, the probe would have increased a bit more had he not been knocked out. D line's um, good for, speaking for of... the Buccaneers as well. D line of the Buccaneers, one of their strengths. Yeah. This... This is the thing, like if their offense would fix itself, they would instantly be a contender because that defense is really good. Um, but they just wasn't at its best this week, been... <laughs> clearly. No, but they're, they're constantly being lit down. Um, Trubisky, uh, when he came in, played well enough, weirdly. He didn't let the team down, um, actually came in and played pretty solid. So now everyone's going to be thinking there's a controversy. I was going to ask you about the, con- the con- if there was going to be a controversy, <laughs> actually. He, he was 9 of 12 for 144 on a touchdown, which is incredibly efficient. Not Mitch Trubisky-esque at all. Well, in a way, it's like the most Mitch Trubisky thing ever because people will see him in like one game where he comes in the backup, in his backup. Because I think he did that when he was at Buffalo. Looked good and everyone was like, he must be fixed now. And then the Steelers got him and realized, no, he isn't. And then he comes in and puts in a pretty solid performance to, to cover for his now injured teammate. So I don't know. It's He's one of the most frustrating callbacks I've watched and I'm not even a former Bears fan. Right. <laughs> so um, I, I would still yeah. roll with, with Pickett if I had the option. I would. I would, yeah. He needs the confidence um, and he looked confident coming out of the gate so move move keep, forward keep the heart move forward don't bother going backwards yeah um and then on the other side brady looked average um kind of almost disinterested at times um still getting very frustrated so we've touched on his past wishes don't need to go back there but yeah it's clearly something in his um he's not as focused as he used to be in his typical Brady way where he just marches up and down the field 
and unfazed. Um, although the Buck's own line is not helping at all. Oh, you muted me. Uh, <laughs> and more than, um, obviously more than Trubisky and Pickett as well, by uh, sort of half again, nearly. So, um, yeah, they are very pass-happy when things aren't quite going right for the Buccaneers. They just don't want to pass it, pass it, pass it. But, you know, there's, there's truth in you build around the run. And they're struggling to build around the run at times. Then for that, three yards of carry in this one. So, yeah, just trying to open up the playbook, get something to work. On paper, they're a very scary offense, but it's not working. Uh, they're sliding on our power rankings as well as a result, basically. Yeah, that that does sit further down. Had the other teams not been terrible around them, but um, they're kind of being propped up by everyone else at the moment. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Let's go into the big hitters. Some you know the clash of the titan type games. Uh, I got a couple here. One obvious, one less obvious. Let's start with the obvious one. Uh, Buffalo Bills at Kansas City Chiefs, twenty-four to twenty was the final score. I already mentioned it wasn't particularly high scoring. I reckon the over under on this was probably like fifty-five points or something, and. Uh, 44. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is fantastic, but he tries probably to take a little bit too much on, too much Mahomes. Yeah. You know? Um, Absolutely. And that was exemplified by the uh, interception right at the beginning. Um, was it their first red zone uh, trip? Just trying to force the touchdown. Yeah threw into triple coverage, funnily enough, ended in an interception. You know, playing teams like the Bills and the Chiefs, teams get so super aggressive because they think, oh, we need to score lots of points, we need to score lots of points, but three is better than none. Um, I think you've got to remember that a little bit, some of this, especially when it's only 24-20. Three points, okay, they still lose this game if they get three points, but points change games, you know. Um, whereas... The Bills, for me, if I compare what this Chiefs team looks like compared to the Bills, there's so many weapons that the Bills have got that, that I like. Obviously, Josh Allen's fantastic. Uh, Stefan Diggs is just incredible ever since he left Minnesota. Gabe Davis is an absolute touchdown machine. Uh, even Dawson Knotts got on the, um, in the end zone this week for the first time this season. So... Um, Isaiah McKenzie is quite handy, although he did an absolutely horrific fumble in this one. Um, if you've seen it, that's quite yeah. it's quite funny seeing that whole play play out. Um, whereas the Chiefs have Travis Kelsey, and then just people like people that are there, just people, people yeah. that Mahomes tries to elevate their ability. But Josh Allen doesn't really have to do that. I think with some of the guys he's got around them, and that's sort of where. I sort of see this trajectory continuing a little bit where the Bills are going to continue to have a bit of dominance over the Chiefs just because I think there's a little bit more of a better supporting cast for the Bills. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, Mahomes has kind of got that almost Rogers-like problem at the moment where he doesn't really quite know who he wants to throw to on a consistent basis because he's not got that trust there yet. I mean, I mean Juju, in all fairness to him, had... Uh, like two really good plays in this one. Um tons of yards after the catch and broken tackles on the on the two. So um but 
again, that was just one game. They need more consistency from his receiver group outside of Kelsey. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, go ahead. I just had uh, breaking news. Just had something pop up on my phone literally that second saying Kansas City Chiefs considered a strong contender for Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, that's intriguing. Mm. I'm trying to, uh, yeah, I mean they could. Yeah, I mean they could. I mean, Odo is kind of known to be a bit of a a freelance kind of you know runs where he wants to sort of run. So yeah, I mean that that could work in Mahomes' favor because obviously he loves throwing from broken plays. Um, so yeah, that 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 could be an intriguing fit. Yeah, I don't hate that. I was literally just saying that before. That they probably need someone else. Um, I'd say he would be the best yeah. for their receivers, even at absolute thirty-nine years old. Isn't <laughs> however old he is, he's on the older side, wrong side um, of thirty. I think he's like thirty-one or something. Oh, but he has have like he does have like two torn ACLs in his past now, which but he has that catch as well. That doesn't doesn't well, yeah, it's always the catch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, always the catch. Um, yeah, I mean, but back to the game though. Um, the Bills did really well, um, particularly in coverage though with Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed they were dropping back at like eight at times, um, which was interesting because if Mahomes wasn't taking the usual, okay, this coverage is dropping back, I'm just going to run for 15 yards and get the first down. It was just, I'm going to run around in the backfield and try and make a play from nothing. Um, so that was very bizarre to see from Mahomes. It wasn't very wasn't his usual playmaking self. Um, and the big difference here was the Bills stayed committed to the run. Um, I, think, I, I can't remember about their own backs, but they had a 17 with Singletary and a, a, another several with James Cook, whereas they only had about nine for Edwards Hilaire. So, yeah, you, you got to stay committed to the run in a game that, it, in a game that close. Um yeah, so there's there's some offensive worries for the the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, no one talks about the Bills game, uh, Bills rushing game, positively pretty much ever. I think Devin Singletary is fine. No. He is fine, and the supporting cast there, okay, but I'm not even sure anyone's particularly fine for the Chiefs. You know, I think they're all just sort of they're okay. They're they're there. Yeah, they're, they're they're, they exist. Ch, I think is. A decent little receiving back, but I'm not sure he's you know he's never going to be a three down guy or anything like that. And you can see that with how much they rotate in McKinnon and uh, Pacheco at times in his rookie year. So yeah, I, I've, they're both weaknesses of both those te- both those teams. Interestingly, uh, I think that's why people love to watch them because it's less rushing, more oh shit, let's yeah. air it out, see what happens, <laughs> sort of, sort of play. So um, yeah, yeah. Okay, and let's talk about the other, conscious of time, let's talk about the other Clash of the Titans, Baltimore Ravens at New York Giants. What the hell is going on here? Uh, 20 points to 24 as well, uh, strangely, the exact same scoreline. Uh, <laughs> are the New York Giants legit? Uh, it, it's so hard to say. Because <laughs> <laughs> they like every other week I've been like, oh, this is the worst winning team I've ever seen. But they're kind of... The, the way I'd put it is they're not playing attractive football, but they're playing solid football, like mostly mistake-free. I think there was like one fumble from Daniel Jones in this game. 
I don't, I don't think he's thrown an interception for two or three games now, and I, they didn't fumble anything in the last game. So that's like the first step you need to winning an NFL game is not turning the ball over. So they they're doing that pretty much. Um, but yeah, it's it, they're a strange old team, and it's hard to put your finger on what's actually good about them because Daniel Jones basically has no one to throw to. Um, their entire offense is Saquon Barkley. And their defense is middle of the road, but somehow they find themselves uh, kind of contending with the Eagles, weirdly, and the Cowboys, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Uh, yeah, they are weird. I think there must be, I was going to say, are they hard to throw on? Because I believe they don't give up many yards in the air. Just look to see who they've played, though. They played the, ty- they played the much, Titans, um... who are very um, run heavy. They played the Panthers, yeah. who are shit. They played the Cowboys with Cooper Rush, where they're focusing on the run at the moment. They played the Bears, who, again, very rush-heavy, because they're scared and Justin Fields throw the ball. Um, the only team, really, that, that Ravens, again, very rush-heavy. The Packers, the only team that are really remotely throw-happy, but as we already covered, not the best wide-receiving group in the league. So I wonder if it is a little bit of a false economy in that respect. But uh, yeah, I mean, you've got to give credit to them for doing it. But they are dangerously close to making Daniel Jones a franchise quarterback. Do they realise what they're actually doing? <laughs> yeah, they're kind of sort of potentially shooting themselves in, in the foot, maybe. Um, the, yeah, especially as the, the upcoming draft has so many good callback options, they could play themselves out of it potentially. So... We'll see. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's playing well enough, but he's not a franchise quarterback by any means of the imagination. They're not getting one of the top... Um, they're getting nowhere near one of the top guys in this upcoming draft because they'll be too, they'll be too high up probably already. Um, the Ravens, they're a funny team. If we transition to them a little bit. Are they? Yeah. They've, they've missed uh, Bateman the last couple of weeks, so it's all been on uh, Andrews and uh, Duvernay in the passing attack. You already mentioned that. <clears throat> sorry, I already mentioned about the rushing side of things. Kenyon Drake being the guy that exploded this week, which is weird. Um, on defense, yeah, I mean, not he... great either. I kind of want to like the Ravens more than I actually think they're good. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Um, I mean, Drake, he, he did have 119 yards, but only 10 carries, and the longest was 30, so it's kind of um, a leading stat line. <laughs> um, yeah, the Mar was still kind of the most effective rusher, really. Um, and kind of the same with Mahomes. He doesn't have anyone to really throw to other than Andrews. I mean, even um, even outside of, uh, what's his face, their um, number one receiver. Name escapes me already, even though I just mentioned it. Bateman, that's it. Couldn't she completely escape my mind there? Um, they haven't really got anyone else outside of him. I mean, Duvernay's been okay, but consistent. Um, but yeah, Boomer mm-hmm. Bus is definitely. And they've just signed to Deshaun Jackson. I don't know if you saw that. That was I it. did. The, the Ravens have kind of become like a retirement home the last few years. They just sort of pick people off off the street yep. that kind of had fame attached to their name once, and it's like you're due. Um, so yeah, they they um they, they need help uh, both running back and receiver, but yet are somehow still in contention right at the top of the AFC. Um, 
it's a strange old year. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to work out for Deshaun Jackson because the Cowboys don't play the Ravens this year, and that's usually the only game he has good in a single season. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to, uh, let's before we get on to some actual games that are interesting, let's just take a stop at the pit of misery that is Thursday Night Football, Commanders oh. 12, Bears <laughs> 7. The reason I wanted to bring it up and include it is that I never realised this. Maybe you, you do, you know, you're a bit more of an NFL historian than myself. Every team throughout the season will play a Thursday night game. And I didn't know that. And with how, um, you know, we, we talk about the games every week, the games that are usually the exciting ones, the ones we actually want to talk about. No one ever wants to talk about the Washington Commanders. And to be no. honest, we don't really want to talk about the Chicago Bears much either. So I thought if, no. if we always talk about the Thursday night game, at least for like a minute, it means we've at least covered every team a little bit throughout the season. That's actually pretty solid logic. Thank you very much. <laughs> Commanders have got nothing to say uh, rather than, other than Brian Robinson has returned from being shot quicker than Keenan Allen's return, had returned from a hamstring injury, which is ridiculous. Uh, at his first, that is career, actually really ridiculous. <laughs> first career <laughs> touchdown this past week. And Chicago Bears, I just feel for Justin Fields a little bit. Not to say that he's not to blame for anything, anything, but the team around him is just really pony. The receivers are dreadful. Um, There was a really important fourth down uh, late on in the game. So I was a bit of a weird way of saying that. Uh, He hit the receiver. The receiver could have potentially, with with a lunge, could have made it to um, to the marker. Instead, the ball hit him right in the visor. Um, I didn't bother learning his name. It was double-barreled, but he got released this week as a result. I think probably a result of that exact play. So um, <laughs> when don't catch your when visor. Dante Pettis, who just sort of like boozed his way around the league for the last five years, been pretty useless during that time. But our catch here and there could get a touchdown. This one, but is one of your best receivers. You're in a lot of trouble. So I do sort of feel for Justin Fields about. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, just about what you said at the start of that. Um, I now have this image in my head of someone walking up to Russell Wilson after his hamstring injury, just showing them a picture of Brian Robinson. Like, <laughs> this is what you're up against. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't actually think we were going to talk about the, the Broncos game, but just while we're talking about it, quickly on, on that, Russ actually looked okay in that first half until potentially that's when he did his hamstring. You know, he was scrambling more, a little bit more dynamic. Uh, but, yeah, he, he still likes to completely ignore wide-open receivers, which is not really a wise thing to do as a quarterback. No, absolutely not. Um, I'll flip back and forth very quick. I mean, um, I, I don't really have anything to add to, to the Commanders and Bears right, game. Let's just spin um, it off. That was enough. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, so anyway, flipping back to the Broncos. <laughs> um, it's right, Broncos. Oh, it's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, he looked better and worse at the same time. Impressive. He said there, there was some, there was some deep throws in there, and he scrambled around a bit more. But then there were several throws where literally the receiver is like dead, like literally straight in his vision, and he just doesn't throw it to them at all. Um, I think I even posted it in the Discord. There was one where it's just literally sat straight, like in the middle of the field. There's no one covering mm-hmm. him, and Wilson just stands there and gets sacked. And it's like, 
I showed it to my to my, to my girlfriend, and I, I kind of she doesn't watch football, um, apart from like just occasionally glaring over. And I said, I literally asked her, I was like, "Can you spot what was wrong here?" And even she got it. <laughs> Poor Ryan's girlfriend. And then I told her, and then even I told she. her that that man's been. Then I told her that that man has been paid two hundred and forty-five million over seven years to do that. Shocking. Is she a is she a um, Lions fan? Does she um uh the words sort of spawn out of my mind? Um, th- does well, she associate herself as a um or consider herself a Lions fan, sort of by extension? She she likes the Lions because obviously I'm a Lions fan. Right. But um, kind of going off subject here, uh, off topic here for a second. Um. Vegas is basically her favourite city, hence that's why we went there a couple of weeks yeah, ago. It's fucking awesome. Um, it, yeah, exactly. And the Raiders are there now, so I've kind of turned her on to the okay, Raiders. That's all right. So, I'm saying no wonder yeah. she doesn't like football very much if you sort of like it indoctrinated over <laughs> the Lions. Yeah, which, which like, oh, how are the Raiders doing this week? Um, how are the Lions doing this week? Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a reason. I've really made this house household is a misery. There's a reason um, my wife's not a Cowboys fan <laughs> because she was like, oh god, <laughs> not again. Um, <laughs> right, let's talk about some of these other divisional games. That game was also pretty dire watching, by the way. Broncos and Chargers. Was, yeah. The Chargers, they're just one of those teams that just keep doing enough to keep winning games here and there. And I know they're banged up without Joey Bosa and Keenan Allen, so I'm, I'm kind of giving them benefit of the doubt in a sort of our power rankings and things like that at the moment. Um, let's just do a quick couple of minute roundup on some of these other divisional games that happened over the weekend. A lot of divisional games, actually. Uh, Cowboys at Eagles, that was 17-26. The Eagles, Niners at Falcons, 14-28. That was a bit of a surprise. Uh, oh, this wasn't divisional, this is an interesting one anyway. Uh, Bengals at Saints, 30-26. And Jags at Colts, 27-34. Any you want to pick up on those or that stuck out for your own? Um, Jags and Colts, um, I'll, I'll touch on a little bit. Um, Matt Ryan looked surprisingly really good because um, he went 42 for 58 and three touchdowns 58 which is in his 58 what? I'm not even kidding yeah, I know and he completed most of them um, suddenly Matt Ryan just decided you know what going back to was it 2015-16 yeah he just came alive suddenly um, apparently when you don't have Jonathan Taylor you play better mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, might be a stretch yeah it was, it was a <laughs> It was a pretty good day all around for their passing game. Um, and even Trevor Lawrence, uh, he went 20 of 22, only 165, but one pass TD and two rush TD. Yeah, so yeah. pretty good day for him. Um, I don't really have anything else to add to the other games. Bengals and Saints was pretty boring. Falcons, pretty boring for, for, for a 56-point game. They... Yeah. <laughs> it, as, it, you look at the scoreline, you think, oh, this will be a... A good one. And then I watched the highlights, and I was actually like, "It, it ended well on the, on the chase, sixty ended, yards, yeah, touchdown." It, it was a base, maker, wasn't it? In, in that one. It can basically be summarised as Burrow and Chase threw a lot again, and the Saints' offense looks. Bengals getting better, Saints getting worse. Yeah. yeah. Um, Niners Falcons. Um, well played, Falcons. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing to. I mean, actually, I'll give them some credit. Um, you know they they're using a lot of their younger players, um, and Kyle Pitts, who's suddenly back. Wow, um, scored a touchdown. Yeah, yeah like um, three receptions. One of them happened to be a touchdown, but yeah, okay. 
yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they're, they're utilizing. Um, they're running. the two of their youngest backs. Well, um, one's uh, Algier, I think. Yeah, um, Algier. yeah, he's in his rookie season, and Huntley's in his second season. They had sixteen and fifteen carries respectively, which is you know that's respectable. Yep. Um, you know, they they've not got a lot of talent, so they're just going with you know. They're, they're giving them the experience mm-hmm. and it's it's actually working surprisingly so yeah fair play they're, they're being coached well over there and they're suddenly kind of in contention in this in the NFC South which is bizarre very weird um <laughs> it, it, well before I ask this ridiculous question which seemed like a ridiculous question to me at least uh Brandon are you sort of rose from the dead in this game two touchdowns had an absolute monster he did yeah Marcus Marios has actually been pretty good in spots for the Falcons this season. If you were the Niners, would you rather be starting Marcus Mariota or Jimmy G? Ooh, that's a tough one because they're kind of on the same plane. Um, High expectations, low dis- big disappointments. <laughs> I will actually take Mariota because I feel like, strangely, he has more potential and I say that only because he's actually pretty good running the ball he's very uh, good running the ball. he's better than I remember actually yeah I wonder if that's something to do with the scheming mm. they've got going on um, down there in Atlanta but yeah Jimmy G is kind of one dimensional and he has some really awful games every now and then um, so yeah I, I'd never thought I'd be asked that question but there we go <laughs> 2022 <laughs> it's a wild ride uh, are you worried about the Niners or do you think they're on the slide, or do you think it's just a blip? blip, blip? Uh, they weren't really last week either, think, were they? No, but I mean, that whole division is kind of not good, so they probably end up winning it anyway. Um, um, but yeah. I say they weren't very good last week. They won by 22 points, but they were playing the Carolina Panthers, so yeah, that's not very good. <laughs> a couple of, we- yeah, I mean, couple of weeks prior, the, the, should, should be being Carolina by a lot more than that. A couple really. of weeks earlier, they yeah. uh, lost to the Broncos, and that's not a good look for anyone. No, it's not. So, yeah, um, it's hard. It, they're another one. There's so many teams like this this season. It's hard to put a finger on them as to where they're actually at. Um, but I still think they win the division. Mm, probably. Um, just because I can't not talk about it. Cowboys-Eagles, thoughts on this one, Ryan, quickly? Um, Cooper Rush kind of came back down to earth, but it's not surprising because the Eagles defense is really good. Um, so I, I won't knock him too much for that. Um, had a horror in the any... first uh, second quarter, yeah. Although one of them was tipped up pretty sitting like pretty badly, so he was covered though. That's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like 50 50. It's like mm, it was covered, maybe you shouldn't have thrown that, but it was yeah. covered, and there was like four Eagles players around him. I try. I can't imagine it in my head now. I did watch it, but it's hard to replay yeah. back in my head without seeing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're a good defense. So you can't bash him too much. At, at some point, it was always going to be once he plays a good defense, he'll probably suffer a little bit. Um, Jalen Hurts only passed for 15 times, but two DDs, so it was a pretty quiet game for him. Um, and the Cowboys mostly managed to keep him in check in terms of him getting outside the pocket and running the ball. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of him escaping, so yeah, it was a good game. I was regressing waking up, like <laughs> uh, just before half time. I thought, oh god, I'm not going to make it through like 
the third quarter here at this rate. Uh, they couldn't, yeah, so they couldn't move the ball at all for love nor money in that first half. And that's what the problem with Cooper Rush is that if he's he's uh, he's limited. I like Cooper Rush. He's done yeah. a good job, um, but he, no, he is limited. And not only, you know, I'd rather be punting away than turnovers on like the thirty and forty. So you say yeah. that Hurst didn't have to throw the ball a lot. Well, he didn't have to because he kept getting short fields. Uh, True. Yeah. Okay. Here, yeah, they had a really good um, drive near the end, which basically killed off the game. Uh, that was a seventy-five yard, and I think they had a long first drive, but other which they got a field goal on. But other, but other than that, they um, they didn't need to have. They didn't need to be spectacular, and I would. It's probably a bit of a bit of a home view. I wasn't concerned watching that game. I thought, you know, if Dak's in this game, I think we potentially win that game in Philadelphia. No, I, I, I actually agree with that. To be fair. Just because I think, as good as the Cowboys' defense is, and it is, I, I think everyone agrees that it's a really good defense. And to give twenty six up against the Eagles is not great, but considering all the short fields they were getting, I think there must have been like ten points alone, if not more, direct from um, turnovers. You know. Points from turnovers, so yeah, you got to give the defense a chance. They were on the field a lot in that first half, in particular. So it's not surprise. It wouldn't surprise me that by the time we got round to the fourth quarter, they were probably pretty gassed. So um, shout out to my boy Zeke though for what eighty odd yards and a touchdown. People never talk. People always talk about how great Tony Pollard was when he has a, a great game. No one ever says something nice about <laughs> Zeke. So shout out to my boy Zeke. So. It's, a, it's a touchy, touchy to- topic for you, that one is. Um, <laughs> well, he's not worth the money. I, I, I think we, we can no. all agree on that because you already said you don't pay, you shouldn't pay running backs. Uh, yeah, but I'll just uh, quickly add. Um, yeah, I mean they, they only lost by what nine points. Yeah. So if you put Dak in the game, that's that's nine points back basically. So it, it would be a lot closer. It's closer. I think it's closer. Um, yeah. I say I'm not. By the I'm way, not butthurt by the. I'm not sure if I'd say that anymore, but I'm not um, like in pain over losing to the Eagles in Philly on a cold Sunday night. <laughs> um, I've just seen that he. Uh, I say he. Dak Prescott has been medically cleared. Beat me to it for this week. So just just in time to come back against the Lions. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, couldn't it just been one more week? Like, it wouldn't have mattered because Cooper Rush would have thrown for like 400 yards and 40 Ds on our. I'm not sure that's so. true. <laughs> if, if, if Cooper <laughs> Rush actually throws for 400 yards in a game, I think the Armageddon is, is nigh. What are we talking about next week? Let's talk about next week. Um, so week seven, seventh heaven, at the start on Thursday night football. I don't know what to make of this game. It's the New Orleans Saints at Arizona Cardinals. Ryan, who do you fancy? I feel like this game is going to be terrible. Could be a um, rotter. This, this is one of those ones that I feel like if you looked at it in the preseason, you'd be like, yeah, that, that'll be, that's going to be a really good game. And then week seven is like, wow, this is going to suck. Um, I'm going to pick the Cardinals purely because the Saints offense just doesn't know what it wants to be. They're just using a trio of quarterbacks. Well, actually, no, one of them's not a quarterback. It's a tight end. Um Amen. Yeah, and uh, and I'm pretty sure I saw um, Michael Thomas is out again for this game, um, which is a bit of a bummer for them. 
and Jarvis um, Landry. And Jarvis Landry, yeah, that's really hurting them. Uh, him especially because he's he was a really reliable target for them. Um, so yeah, just just the Cardinals, but it's going to be a crowd game. Is Alave back? I think he is expected back. I think yeah, I don't he, have yeah, that to hand, but I, yeah, I think he's. I do. Back. He is cleared from concussion protocol. So oh okay cool. Um, you know they've had worse wide receiving groups in recent years in New Orleans. Are you going to take the Saints? Uh, I've been hanging around with Ross too much. He always talks about what's the weakest unit. I think the defense is okay. Uh, well, probably above okay. Slightly above okay for the Saints. The Cardinals' defense yeah. is pretty dreadful. And their O-line is also so bad, I think it takes a significant knock on their offense as well. So I think the best unit is the Saints' defense, and I think that's what potentially wins this game in a dome. They're both dome teams anyway. Um, yeah, I fancy, fancy the Saints, but it could be close. It's not a game I'm looking forward to. I've got a lot. Of, I've got a lot of Cardinals fantasy players, so that's also disgusting. <laughs> uh, this year, I thought it would, would be better than this, but we are where we are. Uh, well, we we got to talk about this game, haven't we? It's Lions at Jerry World against the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, I always love that name. Who do you fancy, Ryan? Let's let's try let's try, well, let's try let's try and be impartial. Let's try and be realistic about who we think can, impartial. Who we think is going to win? <laughs> should, should we do it from both an impartial and then a, a homeristic view? Well, what, um, why don't we we could say something nice about the other team before our prediction? Yeah, okay. If you want to be, nice. I kind of just did, didn't I? Did I not? I spent a little bit of time with the Cowboys. You, you did. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, I need to talk about the Lions. Being be nice about the Lions. DeAndre Swift's back practicing. It might be a, it might, it might be a rush for him to come back uh, for this week, though. I'd be happy as a Cowboys fan if he wasn't back. You know, take your time, DeAndre. You know, you don't want to rush it, mate. Um, <laughs> Jamal Williams has been very good in his stead, and definitely no slouch. Their O line's probably been one of the main things that's been keeping the Lions going. They were at one point, as you like to mention, Ryan, the best offense in the NFL on a points per game basis. Until they got shot out by the Pats, I don't see the Cowboys. Actually, while you're talking, I don't see the Cowboys shutting out the Lions, but I think they will keep them to twenty or less. And I think, oh God, I'm 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 sort of like twisting it into my prediction. Fuck it, it's happened now. Uh, I think with Dak back, I'd like to see the Cowboys putting up more than their weekly twenty-two points. So I expect the Cowboys to win on that basis. I think the defense is better than the Lions' defense, and potentially not a lot in it between the offenses. I was just quickly looking uh, at the uh, team total offensive stats, and um, this is why you shouldn't always take stats literally, because the Lions have actually moved up one spot despite not playing, because <laughs> it's, it's based on yards right. a game, and somehow the Eagles had less yards because they didn't the need any yards gone. Cooper Brack just gave so, them the yards <laughs> so our offense is so good that despite not playing we've actually moved up to a, a second spot there we have it um, that should be a warning um, though at the same time that you're, that you're playing in a team that the team that was second and now third after playing the Cowboys true yeah true um 
I think Saint Brown, Sun God, should be back for um this game as well because he's been a bit. He was a bit. I wasn't up. sure. Um, I think I didn't want to come out. Yeah, he was. He was banged up in the Pats game. Um, you could see it, the the ankle was bothering him, so he's had a, a week to rest up. Hopefully, he's good to go because we could really use him. Um, I think DJ Chark is good to go for this one. Not that he's been a massive difference maker, but it's still good to have him on the field. Um, and I'm I'm going to get started with our defense because there's so many injuries. It's pointless even trying to go over it all. Um, it's just a mess on that side of things. Deshaun so, Elliott's great for fancy though. Yeah, true. Um, so I'll take the lines obviously because <laughs> I'm a masochist. Um, but <laughs> it's it's going to go one or two ways. It's either yeah, we're going to get absolutely that's, smashed that's how, because that's Dak's always come back. It's one or two ways. Usually, there's well, a winner and a loser. It, it, it's either going to be. That's going to completely smash us because it's his week back and he's going to do his little stupid hip dance thing that he likes to do. Um, and then we'll lose by like 30 points um, to three. <laughs> or it's going to be a, a guns blazing fireworks. Um, both teams scoring a lot of points. But I am scared of Mike Parsons. He should be. He is ridiculous. I d- I'm trying to. Which side of their field does he line up on? All is of them. It, or do they just kind of chat? Oh, you you oh, see okay. the field. That's where he lines up. <laughs> against against Penisul, um, I I fancy his chances because he's been a tank on that right side. But Decker's. Oh, is he play, is he right? Is play, so, I thought he played left. No, Decker plays left. Okay. Um, Decker's solid. He's probably top ten tackle. Closer to the ten than the one. Um, they keep pairing. So yeah, I know we're going very in depth on this game. They keep pairing um, Demarcus Lawrence and Michael Parsons on the same side. That's disgusting. Which is just brutal. Which is why they're both. That's illegal. That's why they've both got such high um, sack numbers this season compared to well, good Demarcus Lawrence is good. He, he's a, he's, a, he's a good uh, run um, stopper. Can't think of the word. Um, He's good against the run rather than a pass rusher, to be honest. But his numbers yeah. are up because they keep pairing the two of them together, even though they're basically both playing edge edge positions. Um, the com- the commissioner should um, just like suspend Dan Quinn for the, the <laughs> use of that particular formation. <laughs> well, even Dorrance Armstrong, um, no one even even knows, has like four sacks on the season. So um, yeah, no, the that line is ridiculous, and either Goff's going to get absolutely knocked the seven shits out of him or will somehow he'll somehow throw for like 350 yards and it, it yeah that's how, that's what golf likes to do so, yeah yeah but I, I think Dak will play really well though. i hope so I, I'm, I'm i'm sort of looking forward to seeing him come back despite the fact his first game back is against us it's a he's yeah. a good guy i mean he's he's kind of hard to root against but There'll be people out there, so um, it'd be interesting if Dalton Schultz addresses for this one since he missed last week. Although Jake Ferguson had a wonderful touchdown in in that game, but let's move on. Be interesting to see if he just quickly. It'd be interesting to see if he gets targeted because I know Rush didn't like to go to him very no. much. So yeah, please come back because he, he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> I was going to say if you draft him fantasy, you're probably spitting feathers at Dalton Schultz by this point. Yes. Uh, the nine nine twenty five slot on Sunday. Do you want to go for a glamour tie or do you want to go for a bit of a 
has the upside of it being an interesting game, Ryan. I'm assuming the upside is Seahawks Chargers. It is. I would discover cool, that. Let's because I actually think that could be a good game. I agree. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go Seahawks. I like that. I'm I'm all on board, Geno Smith. Not because it's also in my fantasy team. <laughs> um, nah, Gina's playing out of his freaking mind. Um, I, don't, I don't know what's going on there in Seattle. What what's in the water? But um, their like their their offense is actually pretty good, um, and I think it's going to be a good matchup against the Chargers, who have kind of been pretty suspect on defense. Um, they lit up a lot of big plays. Um, if you ever watch the Chargers, um, they always seem to lit up in the back end. Um, which is strange because that's one of their biggest strengths. Um, so yeah, I think it could be a pretty high-scoring affair, like both scoring f- maybe five plus. Um, so it could be like ah, trying to think of a scoreline, um, like thirty-four, thirty-seven. That is a high-scoring like scoreline. So seventy points. Yeah, to to the Seahawks. Um, yeah, like them winning. I, I, yeah, I think they. I think you just said with the Chargers earlier, they're kind of squeezing by. Um, and the Seahawks have kind of become a team that's a bit difficult to mm. squeeze by, despite thinking they should be easy. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be a good game to watch for the neutral, definitely. Yeah, it's a hard one to call. Uh, I think one thing that we'll be telling is, I think it will be... It will help me define what I think about these two teams because the charges in my mind I'm thinking about how much better they'll be when Bosa's back and when Keenan Allen's back. But as they are currently, I'm kind of with you. I, I kind of fancy the Seahawks to win this one. Gino's in danger of becoming the next Carolina Panthers quarterback if he keeps playing as well. So <laughs> he probably wants to turn it off a little bit, but this Chargers defense is definitely beatable. So yeah, I'll take the Seahawks. It'd be interesting to know what the um, the handicap line on this game is uh, just give me 10 seconds and I'll tell you and it's the same to think if they win this they're pretty much right in contention for that division that's horrendous isn't it it really is um, Chargers Seahawks it is Seahawks plus three and a half uh, I'll take the Seahawks plus the points thank you yeah. very much Um Sunday night football. Ooh, it's a little bit more interesting than it was a week ago. Um, well, it would have been. Pittsburgh Steelers travel to the Hard Rock to take on the Miami Dolphins. I think Dolphins is probably the e- obvious option. Is it plain sailing? See, you'd think so, but it the would. Steelers just knocked off the Bucks. Right. <laughs> um, and they're similar teams. Did... Both been struggling the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting uh, storyline because you obviously got Tua coming mm-hmm. back, I assume. I, I think he's, he, yeah, he's coming back. Concussion protocol, yeah. Um, and then I'm pretty sure I've just seen Tomlin said uh, Kenny Pickett has also cleared concussion protocol. So you got, you know, the two young callbacks facing off for the first time. Um, it, it's a hard one to call because, yeah, you should you think, you should think, okay, the the Dolphins will get back to winning ways. You know, two is back now. Everyone can calm down. It's all fine. But I don't, the, the Steelers just feel like they're going to somehow make it difficult. And I don't know how, but they just they just find a way. Um, 
So I'm going to take the Dolphins anyway, but I don't think they'll get it done easily. Yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins as well. I think you get the ball into players like Jalen Waddle and Tariq Hill's hands, and to an extent they can do the rest for you. So, yeah, I'm definitely taking the Dolphins. I think it would probably be not as close as you project. I'm expecting it as sort of a, a two-score game, at least, personally. But I may be wrong. But Sunday night football is hard to tell sometimes. This, this should really blow them out. Given the given the firepower, I don't know if it's going to blow them out. The Dolphins, I know the Dolphins beat the Bills and that, but they they need a game where they just absolutely drop the points on a team with Waddle and Hill going mental. I know you could probably argue the Ravens game was that, but it was still quite a close game. Yeah. So. And then the filthiest tie of the weekend. It's definitely not saving the best till last Monday night football. Chicago Bears oh, at New England Patriots. The game we were all been waiting for. Justin Somehow Fields versus Baby actually... Zappi. So I didn't even see that game at the bottom there. Oh, I didn't actually know it was surprise. scheduled in. So that's actually completely caught me by surprise. <laughs> oh, wow. That's 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 a stinker, isn't Fields it? Fields or Zappi? That's the um, question. I mean, I've just watched a whole half of Fields doing absolutely fuck all. Um, God, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm going to just take the Patriots. Yeah, got to. to be fair, Zappi hasn't played that oh, bad. He's been decent for a rookie. Um, what, like a sixth round rookie or something like that? The Pats are kind of in that same boat of they're finding ways to mm-hmm. win. They're not winning as much, but they're, you know, they're finding ways to be competitive because Bill Belichick. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's no way Justin Fields beats the Patriots, surely. I wouldn't have thought so. Uh, the Patriots have just put 38 on the Browns, who are an okay football team, even with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, you know, they were unlucky to lose to the Packers in Zappi's debut. They shut out the Lions the week prior. The defence is good. Thanks for that. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> the defence is good, despite a couple of interesting showings at points this, so far this season. The Bears' offence is dreadful. This is a game, I don't mind saying, that uh, the Patriots could win by 20. Yeah, it's it's going to be a... Even if they win by big, it'll be like a, a really boring way of doing it. Yeah. Um, this one, I imagine the uh, point, the handicap points is probably horrific. That's actually, oh no, I've clicked on the wrong thing. Uh, oh, you can't even bet on it yet. That's it, that. <laughs> Just don't allow yeah. it. <laughs> That's how one side it is. What, were, what was the, um, there was a, it was the Broncos game, I can't remember which one it was now, where they actually pulled the, uh, the betting early. I um, didn't know. I can't remember which which game it was now, but yeah, they were basically like, "Now, nah, fuck it, <laughs> just just take your money now." <laughs> uh. All right, well, uh, week seven it's gonna be tasty for us, Ryan. Not only is it Lions, Cowboys in real life, uh, we were talking earlier, facing each other in fantasy as well in one of our leagues where we're third and fourth respectively. Uh, so it's gonna be a tasty week. It is indeed. Um, I don't know which one I'm fearing more, to be honest. <laughs> if one of us isn't here next week, it's because our team has had an absolute shocker. But it, we, yeah. don't, we don't know what wants to lose both. Um, 
but unfortunately it's going to be you, Ran. So um, good luck. You need it. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the thing is, if the Lions lose, I can come in here and I can kind of, you know, Hello. sort of, cu- I can I can cope. But fantasy is a different different game altogether. Sure, sure, sure. And it's and it's just all shame. So. Well, thanks for not bailing or like everyone else on the team for this week's show. It's been fun. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. It's just the two of us. It's all right. Yeah, we should do it more we often. We should. Screw them guys. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ross. Sorry, Nate. <laughs> uh, and thank you for listening to the show today. If you want to keep up with the team, you can follow us on Twitter at at Tough Show Official. You can uh, listen to our other podcasts from previous weeks, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Alternative, we're probably there. And if you want to find out the answers to some of these really important questions that get asked in our Discord community, like, where do you buy your bin bags from? You can find out how to join the Discord (laughs) from our Twitter page. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, do you want to say goodbye to the nice people, Ryan? Goodbye. Goodbye.